Pulp MX Network production. It's the Pulp MX Fantasy Motocross and Supercross Show presented by Pro Taper. Welcome, everybody, to the Pulp MX Fantasy Podcast. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Thanks for playing Pulp MX Fantasy. Uh, each and every week, we will be here to uh, review our week that was, look ahead to the week that is, talk about our picks, talk about who we like, who we want to light on fire, and much more. Uh, we appreciate you guys playing each and every week. Giving away two Kawasaki KXF, uh, one 450 to a random draw that signed up signed up for the whole year. And the winner of the Supercross League and the Championship League on Pulp MX Fantasy gets a t- 2018 Kawasaki KX250F. Thank you to Kawasaki for coming on the show and coming on the pods as well. Uh, great to, to have two motorcycles to give away. And, and we're working on a third for the outdoor season. So stay tuned for those exciting announcements. And also, too, the Pro Taper guys, they've got exciting announcements coming in about a week or two. Um, Pro Taper continuing to push the limits uh, of whatever you enjoy for your motorcycle. The Fusion Bar, the one-third waffle grip, the Twister throttle tube, and Micro Bar, just a few examples of how Pro Taper continues to push the limits. Uh, Geico Honda, Rockstar Energy Husky, JGR Suzuki, and Rockstar Husky Worldwide uh, all use Pro Taper, ProTaper.com. Please check out their brake pads and their sprockets. And their chains and their bars and their grips and all their hard parts that Pro Taper has for you. You'd be really surprised if you hit up their website to uh, see what they got for your bike. All sorts of makes and models and years. So thanks to the folks at Pro Taper. Thanks to the folks at Kawasaki. And uh, thanks to you people for playing each week. And uh, I know I'm getting a lot of feedback about uh, how frustrated you are at some riders. Remember, do not tweet the rider to tell him that he sucked. Stay. Don't do that. That's bad. That's bad. Uh, you can tweet them if they if they do well for you, but do not tweet them. They don't want to hear it, and you look like a d-bag if you do that. All right. I saw a few examples of that, and I'll keep harping on that. So don't don't do it. Uh, like I said, I'm Steve Mathis. With me on the line, a man who uh, had a worse fantasy week than me, uh, who's not having a good fantasy Supercross season at all, from Fly Racing, Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? Uh, yeah, the plane is crashing into the mountain, Steve. <laughs> it's it's going terribly, and uh, it's surprising, JT. You are year in year out good at motocross fantasy. We start this Pulp X fantasy, and your skills immediately go down the toilet. Well, I don't have anybody but myself to blame this week. Um, A one was pretty good. Um, Houston, Houston wasn't awesome. Uh, you know, the Bracken Hall thing, just things kind of went sideways. Um, I had a little bit of a bounce back at A2. I was all right with that. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if I can come with that every weekend, I believe I was 238 at A2. Uh, and then this weekend, it was just my fault. Um, I was really busy. My my boss, the owner of WPS, was at the race, so I was busy with him. And I had my VIP program. I just had a lot of things going on that I didn't get to focus on fantasy as much as I wanted. Uh, my girlfriend was there, too. So it was just like the perfect storm of oh, me not man. having a lot of time to study. And, I mean, it's my fault. At the end of the day, it's my fault. But my team was a train wreck. I think I scored like 134 or something crazy. I mean, it was just – it was all – I had one 250 guy in the main event. One. <laughs> one guy. so bad. That's so <laughs> yeah, bad. Yeah, one of, one, of one of my picks didn't even go to, didn't even go to Phoenix. He was nowhere near Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. Um, uh, okay, it's also really bad. Yeah, and I, it's my fault. 
My fault. Also on the line from Pro Taper, uh, Paul Parabinos. What's up, Paul? How are you? I'm having a great time listening to JT over here. It's, it's a great day. One of his guys wasn't even in Phoenix, in the city of that Phoenix. That was so funny. So uh, funny. Um, I got, uh, well, JT, you got 134, whatever, 135. I had 174, not good for me. Dan Truman, our other buddy that uh, is usually on this call, scored 247, so good job for Truman. And, Paul, what would you get? I scored 247 as well. Okay, all right. Um, so, yeah, it was uh, – it was uh, it was an up and down week, JT. <laughs> it was all down. There was no. Uh, uh, all right. <laughs> Before we get into who we picked, uh, let's 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 address an Eli uh, Tomac uh, handicap controversy, shall we? Um, we got an email from a gentleman um, and a nice email. So let's let's read it. And and Paul and JT, you can both weigh in on this. Uh, Steve. You have a great start going on the new Fantasy League. Uh, needs a minor tweaks, but you, Travis, and the team should be complimented. However, I do have a bitch for you to consider. And, and, and I'm down with anybody who wants to write a nice opening letter like that. Uh, Tomac's handicap for this weekend was unfairly skewed the overall standings. The primary purpose of excluding a player from consecutively picking the same riders is a strategy as to when a rider is picked. In this case, Tomac was obvious choice today to minimal handicap, third qualifier, and double points. A lot of people would pick him. And he was going to be one of those uh, that even with a win, he would not make it in the top eight for the next week. So this guy said, I'm going to hold off, pick him at Glendale. Well, he went from uh, a handicap uh, of, of A2. Where was he? A one? What was he at A2? I forget. Minus, he was a minus one. Minus one. And, then he go, and in Glendale, his, minus, his handicap was adjusted to a minus five. And uh, David says, essentially, none of flying the strategy of when to pick a best rider. Now, the, I get the idea of not wanting to have an obvious pick. Reason for the minus five handicap, according to Fantasy Show. However, in my opinion, this is not good enough reason to negate the timing strategy. Uh, overall, I think the handicaps are fairly set. The biggest problem I have is the entire thing is that before this round, the largest negative handicap was minus one. Even in other leagues, the biggest negative handicap I have seen is a minus four. Tomek had a nine, minus five, and the unintended result was negating the timing of the pick. A few thoughts. Keep up the good work from David. Uh, thanks, David, for the email. Uh, nicely written, concise. Uh, you know, you're not happy. So let's let uh, – who wants to take this first out of you two? Go ahead, Paul. I'll go. Okay, go ahead, Yeah. Um, so a couple things. Um, one, uh, as Steve said, thank you for the nice letter. We'll always, we'll always look into someone that has respectfully kind of write something like that, like Steve just said, to re so to reiterate that. Um, and when it comes to week to week strategy, I think there was an assumption that he made that is, is kind of, uh, one of the reasons for his argument. So, uh, we believe in week to week strategy. We play on it. We plan on it. Um, but when he stated that the largest handicap he's ever seen on any game is a minus four, that was an assumption that was uh, probably shouldn't have been made. So our game is unique. There is no other game like our game. There is a game that's similar, but we have what we call all-stars, and that's that, that will cause handicaps to be much different. So when you go week to week, Eli Tomac at A2 was a minus one, and he had just come off of two DNFs. So the people that did look at practice times and felt, uh, and took the gamble to take Eli after two DNFs, and then he ended up winning and maxing out. Those people need to be rewarded, and they were for picking him. So then when we go to the next week, the handicap moved, and handicaps will always move based on how the rider finishes and how um, the rider has 
their handy their past handicaps have been. So when it jumps that much, um, <clears throat> I kind of disagree with with him saying that it's too big of a jump because I just don't think a player that picks Eli at Glendale uh, after watching him win a main event deserves as much points or as much help from the handicap as a user that picked him at Anaheim two after him going to DNFs. Um, so that's kind of my, uh, I guess, answer to his question. Um, one, he's going to see a much higher negative handicap this weekend. Eli Tomac is a minus eight, but he's coming off two wins, and he's still not an all-star. He's still not in the top eight in points. So um, I apologize that uh, we kind of ruined his week-to-week strategy, but uh, I'll, I'll reiterate and say I, th- I think the most important thing here is a user does not deserve the same value of Eli at Glendale that that uh, a user who picked him at Anaheim at Anaheim two, Anaheim two got. Well, I think he um, gets that. He's just saying it moved too too much, too far. But where does he want it to go? Would be my question. What does he think would be a relevant handicap? I don't know what David said here. He didn't say. He said uh, the, right. That's what I, that's what would be my question. I mean, right. he's still he's still double point. You know, so yeah. it's not like right. when you come off and he won the race prior and without the injury, you know that he's going to be you know a. A, not, an all-star one or zero or even a two at worst. So for him to even be a, you know, a double points handicap is you're still lucky at that point. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if, if you want to talk about timing, the people that took a risk and went with him at a minus one, just like Paul said, they should be rewarded. But if you're trying to guess on timing, you missed your window. Unfortunately, you missed your window for the, for the huge payoff. Even, having said that, there still is a chance there because if you had picked him again, he won the race uh, at you know at uh, Glendale, you still would have gotten like decent points out of him. He would have been a, a yeah. sixth place, uh, which would be what, 34. 30 points or whatever. Yeah, 34. So it still would be a strong payoff even if you missed the ultimate payoff, which was a two. Um, yeah. yeah, he was yeah. still the he still he scored the second most points at Phoenix. Marvin is the only person that scored yeah. more. He scored thirty eight. So yeah, I think so when you look at, at it, the results, I think minus five is very fair. Yeah, he was still a good pick for uh, Glendale. He was still, like you said, second best pick. Second best. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we'll get into his handicap for uh, for this weekend in uh, Oakland as well coming up here, um, Paul. A couple of people said, you know, that you had stated that you were never going to move handicaps more than two, and that's a general rule. But in the case like this, with a guy who literally DNF to number one, which we're looking at Racer X to see how many times it's ever happened in Supercross history, a DNF to one, um, it's happened, but we're seeing how many. You know, it's got to move more than two. You know, so. Yeah, and and I wrongly said that on a different pod. I I was using it strictly as an example. So the handicaps move in relation to the rider's finish and pass handicaps and pass finishes. So if a rider was a say a minus five like Eli and he did better than his handicap, you, we can't leave the handicap the same. That's not fair to the people that just picked him the week before at a five. I mean, he needs to go down. He just he just outperformed his handicap. So that's why Eli is going to an eight this weekend. So I think the moving by two is not a um, is not something that I want people to think is going to always happen. <clears throat> it really just depends. Mm-hmm. On, on where that rider is finished, the handicaps will always, you know, I think the biggest gripe anyone will, ha- will ha- would have, and, and I would have the same gripe, is if you pick somebody at say, a, at, say, he's a 10, you pick somebody, and then he, say, he goes out and gets 15th, so he's getting double plus, you know, fifth place double. 
um, and that handicap doesn't move, I think that's very, very unfair because the rider just did better. The handicap needs to move towards where they're, you know, this is all based on finishes. So when you go to week-to-week strategy, just how these riders are dealing with their week-to-week finishes and their points, that's what we have to deal with in fantasy too. So, um, And that's what that's what a lot of the skill in the game is, is about. So the, the users that picked Tomac after watching him, qualify first at Anaheim too um, and felt like you know I think he can do it he rehabbed his shoulder I've been watching Twitter or, or you know took all the intel they could that's a risk to take him after two DNFs they need to be rewarded and, and oh, I, there's ne- I took him risk at, I took him and was scared shitless I took him even though yeah. he had had the great qualifying you know I'm like oh boy like you know one, and, one we all, we all took him yeah. and in a perfect world, uh, it, the smart move would have been to take Eli at Anaheim too, and not take Marvin and take Marvin at Glendale. But if someone did that, they're they play they're playing very very well because I took Marvin and yes. Eli. And yeah. It would have been great to you know do one or the other. Yeah, but, um, I agree. that would have been the best value. But right. okay, um, the uh, one the one oh. thing with uh, the one thing I wanted to weigh in real quickly on the the moving two spots max. I don't think you should ever have a policy that doesn't take common sense into play because. In that equation, if you know, and, and I think on a very loose, loosely termed deal, yeah, most of your handicaps won't typically move more than two spots. But you have to always. I, I think that common sense and the right thing to do is always should always be paramount. So if you see something that's completely out of whack and you are not doing it simply because yeah. you know we said that most situations there would only be two spots, I think it's more important to get the handicap right. Than it is to abide by a loose, you know, a loose yeah. policy that we have. I agree. Um, all right, so yeah. Yeah. let's go over our points and, and who we picked. Doug, we talked earlier. I got one seventy four. I had Chase Marquet. He was fifth in the LCQ, so that close. So I was going off three guys in the main. I had Killian Auberson, um, who scored me. Killian uh, Auberson got me thirty two points. Not bad there. I'll take that. Uh, Sexton was my all-star pick because he had sort of the highest um, uh, handicap of the all-stars. And he got me max points, but only because uh, somebody went down. Who am I missing went down? Um, Oldenburg, maybe? Oldenburg. Somebody that was – Sexton didn't look like he was going to catch him. So, luckily, he squeaked it in to get me the most points, uh, the max points. I had Starling, Justin Starling, who is quietly pretty good at fantasy points. Uh, he's he's a, a veteran of the class, and he uh, he finishes and, um, you know, he does pretty well. 34 points for Starling for me. That's those three guys. Taft was the number one pick. I told you guys last week that I was done with Taft because I had him. And he rebounds and gets 42 points. Costello was next, 42. You remember Martin Costello qualified at A1 really well, which caused me Houston. and a bunch of – or Houston. At Houston. Yeah, caused me and a bunch of people to pick him. And he did okay at Houston, but certainly this was better at 42. Mitchell Harrison, I should have went with him. I, I really thought about it because he did well at this race last year. Even though 18 has been a disaster for him, he looked better all day. He was next at 36. Carlin Gardner after that, 36. And then Starling, 34. Those are my picks in 250s. In 450s, yeah, I had Ben LeMay, who I think was a 10. Uh, ben LeMay was a 10, I think, uh, handicap, and uh, I thought that was going to be a lock. And he was fifth in the LCQ. So I I would rather have – let me ask you guys this, JT. If you have guys who are not going to make the main, would you rather just have them finish way back or crash out than get fifth and be right behind fourth? Uh, well, first of all, I'd like for them to be at the event. 
Yes. That's, yeah. No. That's where I'm going to start. Step from. one. Yep. Step because one. I, well, yeah. That's. I feel like that's relevant for me at this point to make sure that happens. Uh, but really, it, it kind of doesn't matter. I feel like it's a little more heartbreaking when they get fifth because even on that last lap, you're just praying oh, for someone to crash. Yeah. You're just. So. Anyways. Yeah. At least. At least if your guy's way back, you can just go use the restroom or right. something and. and <laughs> Pretend that you're peeing on that rider in the uh, urinal or something. <laughs> I had LeMay, so no go for that. So I had three guys in each main event. I had Benny Bloss, who I figured was going to be pretty well and make his comeback. He crashed. All he had to do was basically get in the main, and he did that. He's a handicap 11. He got 28 points. I had uh, Blake Baggett, who let me down with 23 points. Not so good. Roxon was my all-star, and he was a three, I believe. Let me look here. What was Roxon? Uh, yeah, he was a three. 26 points got me the max. Points were pretty low in the 450s. Uh, the number one score was Marvin, who I had last week, and pulled off. And this week he was a handicap one and 38 points for him. As we spoke about, Tomac was a number two scoring rider at 34. Webb was three. Bichelia was four. 32 points. Freeze was next at, th at uh, 30. Weimer was on my team until late. And uh, I just, I didn't like what he qualified. I just, I wasn't sure. The track was tough and busy. But Weimer, so I took him off. I think I put Baggett on for him. Or maybe LeMay. Bad move. Weimer was the next best guy at 28. Uh, JT, so you talked about a rider who wasn't there. And who else did you have? So uh, Adam Cicerillo was my all-star. And so it was okay. Um, he got me max points. And he was my only guy in the main event. So I guess I was uh, one for one on my guys that were in the main event. Um, but I had I had Josh Moseman, which it was his first race back. Oh, and we, I really didn't, yeah. we really missed the boat on that. That was our lead pipe lock of the week, I think, for all four yeah. of us. You know? Yeah. Oh, well, boy. he lead piped me right across the face is what he did. <laughs> um, so I picked him. It didn't go well. He didn't look good in practice, but I – was just like you know what he's raced a lot. He's raced a lot of nationals. He's I don't he's not a veteran, but he's he's been down the road a time or two. And I just had faith that he would get in the main event. Um, unfortunately, he wasn't really even close to doing that, so uh, that hurt a bit. Uh, Noah McConaughey, I bet he had a great Saturday night wherever he was. It just did not happen to be in Glendale. <laughs> and my last other pick was Chris Howell, who I don't know what's going on with Chris. He's Seriously, like one of the nicest kids at yeah. the races. Yep. Uh, he was dead last, crashed on the start of the heat again, was dead last, and then the last chance he really was nowhere near either either time. So I don't know what's going on with him. He's usually that guy that just sneaks in the main event every week somehow, and that has not been the case in twenty eighteen. No, so. no. He's he seemed to be crashing yeah. he seems to be crashing a lot. You know. Yeah, in the L C Q at Anaheim two, he was second place all by himself and crashed. He's just been making making the critical mistake that you can't do if you want to make main events. So um, Paul, it was a painful weekend yeah. in my duty class. That is it can get. Paul, did you take Mosman off after practice like I did? Because I had him the whole time too. Yeah, yeah. If you guys remember, we were like, oh, you, we were... you asked me and Dan, you were like, where does he need to qualify um, to uh, for you to take him off your team? And we were like around the twenty five, twenty six area, and he qualified thirty fifth. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I. I sponsor Josh actually, and and he's never been a great starter. So I just figured uh, I just, there's just it's just too much risk there. Yeah. It's it's so important to have guys in the main event. So Boy, did, did, it, did we ever lead people on? Yeah, thanks, Paul. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, JT, who'd you pick for four fifties? Four fifty was a little better. If I would have had a decent two fifty team, um, I would have been okay. It wasn't 
you know, amazing. But like you said, I, th- I feel like the 450 points were a bit of a premium to come by. Uh, so I had Cooper Webb, who he looked better in qualifying. I was listening to Keith McCarty uh, talk a bit about him, and I guess he's been riding really well at the practice track, and they're kind of they're kind of waiting on him because they know the results are coming just from how he's looked during the week. Um, so, he, I mean, at least he got me double points. It wasn't his best race ever, but I'll, I'll take it. Uh, my all-star was Jason Anderson, mm-hmm. who had uh, his worst race of the season, so that wasn't great, obviously. Um, but still not, not terrible. Um, I had Jake Weimer who like you, I wasn't thrilled with how he looked, no. but, um, that Arizona Glendale type dirt is what he excels on. He rides that stuff really, really well. Going back to even like winning, a, you know, a moto at, uh, us open way back in the day. He's just always ridden that kind of dirt. Well, um, I didn't know how his fitness would be, but, uh, he's kind of a technical rider and that track was super technical. So, I may have overvalued him a bit, but at least I got double points out of him. Uh, I also had Matt Bichelia, who I just needed to get in the main event, which he accomplished. And then he was, I think he was the highest scoring rider in the main event for a while until he DNF'd, which mm-hmm. kind of in part for the course for him this year. He hasn't finished a whole lot of races. I'm very uh, surprised. You, I'm surprised you went back to Bichelia so soon after being burnt by him in uh, Houston when uh, well, he was in the stands. Yeah. Well, he needed to pay off. I, he was going to pay off yeah. at some point for someone, and I, I really needed the points, and that's why I had guys like Chris Howell and uh, men and these guys in 250 because I put myself in a hole by, with poor results, and now I'm swinging for the fences every week, and it's just this vicious cycle of you know either yeah. uh, you know feast or famine for me right now. So right. I was um, hoping Michelle would pay off. It, it's not that he didn't pay off. He did okay. Um, I was just hoping he would finish the race because I really needed every point. Uh, Dan had 247, same as you, Paul. Did Dan have 247 with losing 30 points, as per usual, or did he? Uh, did we know? I don't know. I don't. I don't think so. I don't know who his team was. I don't see how you could score score that much and then get minus 30 and still be let, at 247. Let me uh, let me, guess let me text them right now. But Paul, go through who you had and how they did. Yeah, so I scored 247 as well. Um, 250 class, I went uh, Justin Hill as my all-star. We talked about that on the pod. Um, it was a more difficult track, and he had an eight handicap, so I was like, he should be able to get top nine. And he barely did, but he maxed out, so that was a fine pick there. Um, I went Mitchell Harrison at a three. He's had <clears throat> um, he's had bad finishes, so I, I was like, man, it's got to turn around sometime. He qualified better than he has in a while, so... Um, I was like, uh, yeah, I was like, yeah, with that handicap, I'll go there. And he did good. He scored 36. Um, I did go Bradley Taft, who was the top. You scorer. did go he Taft, awesome. huh? You mother. I, I did go Taft. Ugh. He um, he qualified so good, and I I was watching practice on the computer, and he was jumping stuff that other guys weren't jumping, and I was like, man, this guy's feeling it, and and he just came off a bad weekend, so he gets a more generous handicap. Um, so I went him, and, and he paid off big time. And then my other guy was uh, another guy who who had his best finish, and that was Justin Starling. Um, he was a seven. Seven, he yeah. typically always finishes right around there. Um, but he he's really good at riding laps and finishing the race, and some things happen, and he ended up 13th, so he got 34. So I had a really good 250 team. Uh, Dan didn't pick first um, lap leaders. I just got a text back. So Dan did not pick him. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. John Carlos Ramos has got to be the number one point scorer this year. I don't know. We need to add that up. Get get marks to add that up. But Ramos again. It's not yeah. McConaughey. Nope, it is not McConaughey. Um, 
Okay. Yeah, Ramos yeah. has consistently gotten better each weekend, so his handicap's going to continue to come down, and, and, and you know, so uh, that's, one, uh, he's, he's riding really good, though. One week after being the top scorer, which paid off for me, Hayden Melross was the second worst uh, in the main event. So that's, that is the yin and yang of fantasy supercars right there. Um, yeah, and Heft, Heft had a bad weekend. He got 22nd. Ryan Brees got 21st. So those are guys that have finished near the 15 area, and now that they've had bad weekends, their handicap will come up a little bit, so there should be some more value on those guys at Oakland. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, let's talk about uh, anything else to recap. Um, to recap. You want to you hear my 450 guys? Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Yes, please. Sorry. Yeah, so I went uh, Baggett as my all-star. Again, I went for that high handicap. He was at a 7, and he underperformed a little bit. So I left three points on the table there. He only scored 23, but I thought that would be a safe bet. Uh, um, he looked great in practice, but um, just, yeah, just Blake's, I think, riding better than his results are showing. Uh, then I went Benny Bloss. Um, again, a really big, generous handicap. I thought for sure he'd be in the main event, and he rode great in the LCQ. But um, JT, I don't know what happened in the main event, but he must have hit the ground or something. Cause he did, it yeah. It wasn't very good. Yeah, he, crashed, he was yeah. in the mechanics area at one point with Chad. Him and Chad were side-by-side side getting yeah. repairs. So luckily he was an 11, so he still got double points. So instead of getting like 10, yeah. he got 28 or whatever. It was. So that was fine. Um, Dean Wilson is a five, so I know Dean well, obviously. I, I know he's dealing with his injury still, but I uh, I know he wouldn't pull off and he would finish. So a five is a pretty generous handicap for him, and he barely got there, so yeah. 26 there. And then Cooper Webb, I've, I've said it many times before, it's cool to see JT pick him, but um, I, saw, I saw flashes of, of old Cooper in practice, and I was like, you know he's riding good. I think he's going to be better. And then after the heat race, I was like, "Oh boy!" Like maybe oh. I made a mistake. But, oh boy! Um, but he showed up at the main event and he rode pretty dang good to get eighth and got 32 points. Webb's, was, you know, Webb's heat race the- was was horror awful. It was just oh my god, it was so bad. Um, for sure. For uh, sure. Yeah, so. it's uh, Weimer. I, I I should have left Weimer. I, I'm a Weimer guy. I like Jake. I know he's a, he's no he's not a quitter. He's a veteran. I just didn't like what I saw, but I took him off, so bad, bad on me. Um, all right, hey, for this week, uh, Oakland, good dirt, good track normally. Great stadium, JT. Great stadium. Commitment to excellence nope. in Oakland. Um, we're gonna nope. get, we're giving away a Josh Grant Fly Racing Josh Grant jersey to the winner. Last week's was, uh, was it RV? No, Bogle. Bogle got it. Um, yeah, Bogle was we got, we, got all, we got Josh Grant this weekend. Uh, we got a BTO gift card. 100% goggles, pro taper package, uh, Michelin set of Michelin Star Cross Fives, all weekly prizes up for grabs for this week for um, Oakland. So, all right, let's get into some picks. Handicap. So, Tomac is the one people want to talk about and, and figure out where he's at. He's a negative eight. Can you talk about that, Paul, yeah. a little bit? Yeah, yeah. So, again, he was a five. He just won the race, so he's moving um, three spots again. Uh, so, he uh, he's still he's a, such a high handicap because he's still not an all star, so he's still going to get double points. So he has to finish in the top two. Correct me if my math is wrong. If he finishes third or worse, he will not get double points. Right, right. Um, so people so, stay away. <laughs> I th- I think stay away. I don't know. He's the favorite to win, but geez, that's no margin yeah, there's of still, error. There's still a little bit. There's still a little bit of value there, but you missed your window over the last two weeks. Yeah. 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 But I mean, he is a you know, if you think he's going to dominate the race, then you know he's going to get. Uh, I don't. I don't know what. What would he get? Twenty-eight points, guaranteed at least twenty-eight points. And for instance, in four fifty class, twenty-eight points last week was uh, a top ten point yeah. score on the weekend. So yeah. there's still some value there. But again, yeah, not much wiggle room for an error. No, no, not at all. Um, who else do you like, Paul? 
Um, so again, I, I, I go back to um, I would look at past results. So it's the riders that had bad weekends. So Chad Reed had a bad weekend. Uh, he's now a seven. Uh, he was a six, so not a ton more value, but a little bit more. If Chad's a little bit speedier in practice, um, he's someone I would look at. Hey, but but, uh, but he was do, he was bad this weekend. Never mind the the bike problem in the main event, Paul. He was bad. Yeah, absolutely, and that's why we we keep saying it's so important to look at practice times. Um, you know, they we've we've made mention of it before on the show that we have a friend that doesn't know much about the sport. He simply goes off practice times, um, and we have a cool feature on the site now with the pick trend. So. Um, Really, everyone has their own personal strategy. I think a, a good one for me that I've kind of been using is I show up to the site late. So I'm saying like 30 minutes before picks close, and I look at pick trend, and that kind of helps helps me narrow down the guys that, that everyone agrees on that are good picks. So it cuts out some of the work for me, and then I look at practice times, and that's how I, I make my choices a lot of times is based off the work of everyone else. Um, so uh, use that feature and use practice times, and, and again, look at a guy that had a bad weekend in in Glendale and yeah, is looking but, to rebound because yeah, that's going to no. be your best value. JT, I can't go. I know Chad's a seven, but no way, no thanks. Yeah, I don't, I haven't seen enough out of him to think that it's a solid pick yet. No, um, he's no. been he probably finishes somewhere around fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, but I don't think he's really has the the fitness or the the riding under him yet to really do much better than that so you're, there's not much you know high-end ceiling there i don't think mm-hmm. um i agree i agree um and so if we want to talk about some other guys again that I, I look at guys that have had bad weekends so cunningham didn't make the main so he's now a 10 mm-hmm. he's made the first three mains um if that guy's in the main event he's a good pick um uh, who else? I like Bichelia yeah. to get to get back in the main, and he's a he's, he he dropped a couple spots, but he's a twelve right now. Yeah, he's a twelve. He was a fourteen when JT picked him, and and it, again, it really is about your own personal strategy. To me, I think it's much more important to have eight guys in the main than it is to risk and and end up with four or five guys yeah. in the main. So. Um, it's really how much you want to put your balls on the crossbar, as Steve likes to say, mm-hmm. um, and and go for it. So um, uh, I, I I don't know what's going on with Hanny. I keep hearing he's coming back. Someone told me yeah. this weekend that he needs to ride ten races to get paid, and they think he'll just skip the first seven and then ride it out. I don't know. That seems risky <laughs> to me. But keep an eye on Hanny. He's supposed to make his season debut at any time. Uh, he's a fourteen. That might be even not high enough for me to pick him if he raced. I don't know. I like LeMay. I like LeMay this week. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I agree. That would have been great to have him. 12. Yeah, that would have been great last yeah. week, guys. Yeah, LeMay, Cunningham well, is good. Um, also, Tedder. Tedder's a 14. He's made every other main except Glendale, so he went up a little bit. So you could go LeMay, Tedder, Cunningham. Um, you could yeah. go a bunch of high handicap guys and then pick an all-star, maybe an all-star who had a bad weekend, which would be uh, Seeley. He's a 5, so Seeley just has to get top 6. Or Blake's an 8. Blake's an all-star 8. <clears throat> yep. Yep. Um, yeah, top 9 for Blake. So Yeah, you got to figure you can do that, right? Um, you would think, will, yeah. will either of you... Neither, none of us had Eli or, or Marvin, right? Correct. No. Correct. Would either? Would anybody? Would you two pick Eli or Marvin? So Marvin's a minus four. Yes. Um, I will. I will look at the track. I'll look at his practice times. I'll look at the whoops, um, and I'll make a decision from there. But I would. I would look at Marvin. But 
not enough uh, Tomac is, yeah, that's tough. Yeah. I tell you, with, with Marvin, uh, Oakland, historically, the whoops break down. Uh, I don't think I've ever been to Oakland where they just were blitz only, basically, mm-hmm. for the whoops. So this is a track where you could definitely get away with picking Marvin and have confidence that when it's main event time, he's going to be jumping through the whoops, and he's a, and he's another week removed from that shoulder injury. So yeah. we saw a huge jump in his ability to ride from Anaheim 2 to Glendale, and you're going to have to think that he's going to be only that much better for Oakland on a track that probably suits him, breaking down and deteriorating, and then the whoops will be in his favor as well. Uh, Bowers scored 26 last week, so he's only two points from being like the sixth highest score, and his handicap didn't change. So keep that in mind, a six. For Bowers. Yeah, yeah. He was a six. He got 16th, so he's staying a six. Yeah. Um, oh, by the way, people, it's a day race this weekend. It is a day race. Please remember that. Good point. Very good point. You need to. Yeah. Everyone needs to be on their computers a bit earlier or their phones, and lockout times will change a lot earlier. This yep. is this is not on us. We're not going to respond to your emails if you say your the picks weren't available when you went and looked. This is on everyone to be an adult and play the game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll I'll, we'll tweet it out too. I'll tweet it out. We'll tweet it out too to remind people. Um, all right. Well, give me your four, Paul. Uh, my four, my all-star, I'll go Cole Seeley, and then I'm going to go Cunningham, Tedder, and LeMay. You are? Wow. Okay. Well, I mean, here on a Wednesday, yeah, if, if some of them are awful at practice, but I think that's a right. I think that's a strong team, especially if all those guys can get in the main. Uh, JT? I'm going to go Baggett as my all-star mm-hmm. at an eight. I think he's, uh, you know, if he crash in the, on the, in the first turn to – uh, the heat race and the main event, your results are not going to be good. So I watched him all day. His riding's really good. They're happy with the bike, so I'll take him. Uh, I'm going to go LeMay at a 12. I'm going to go, and this is tough because my, my team is just such a pile of crap. I'm going to go Cunningham at a 10. Um, I don't know about Mookie yet. I, I I'm leaning towards picking Mookie, but I just don't know on a track like Oakland. His brother did always did well at Oakland, but does that matter? Yeah. Um, I think maybe Marv. I'll go Marv at a minus four, and I'll go Tickle at a one. So that's I, my four. I might go Weimer because he'll be better. You know, he's used to the pace. Give him one race to get underneath him. You guys moved him one spot. He's an eight. Yep. So I might uh, I might look at Weimer because I can't go LeMay. And Bachelia, I, I like Bachelia at a twelve. I do like that. I think I think he's a main event guy. He just has to figure it out. But a twelve, I really agree sense. with. Uh, I really agree with JT on Baggett. I, I didn't look at him, but him being an eight, and especially on a track that breaks down and gets tough as the night goes on, that's a well, that's a great, that's a great pick. I mean, isn't isn't it super smart to just because you have to pick an all star, somebody who's top eight in the points, so it's just super smart to pick the worst all star, right? No. Typically, yeah. Right? I, I, I mean, typically, unless there's a big, big something you see yeah. that you don't think they can get there, but yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a great pick. I mean, Baggett's three higher than Sealy, so just go Baggett, and you got that margin of error right there. Well, his best finish is a seventh so far, so it <laughs> doesn't have to be necessarily a great pick. But yeah, I just I really I like the way he's riding. I think his riding is much better than what his results show. So if that's got if that's happening to you, the results are going to come. Right. Right. Um. Yeah, Barsha's a two. Stay away from that. Like he's still having a great year, but that's that's risky. Tomac's risky. Coop's now a zero. Not an all star either. So if you think he's gonna turn it around, 
you know, at soft dirt. He got on the podium here last year. He yep. was podium here last year, yep. Yep, so and that might if be... If he gets a third, that's a lot of points. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, all right, uh, JT, give me your four. Or did you? Did I, did I already ask you? I, yeah, I gave you my four, yeah. All right. Uh, thanks to ProTaper for coming on board. ProTaper.com. Paul, some new stuff dropping from ProTaper in a couple of weeks, right? Yeah, so we'll have some new stuff showing up on bikes this weekend at uh, at Oakland, and then uh, next week is our uh, annual sales meeting. So everything will come out there, and then and everyone will start to see stuff. So um, so yeah, it'll be cool. It's uh, been a long time coming, so I'm excited to finally be able to talk about it. Frotaper.com, please check them out. Thanks to Kawasaki as well uh, for making this happen, and uh, also to Marks. Uh, we had a pretty good site. We had a pretty good week, and site-wise, don't you think? Don't you guys both feel? We uh, we're, yeah, we're still tweaking. Mark, yeah. yeah, we're still we're still tweaking. Uh, some people see a green check mark behind uh, riders they have. Some people don't. We're working on that. Uh, we're working on you being able to see your team week to week. But um, as far as getting your picks in and everything else, it, it seemed like it was pretty good. So uh, thanks for for holding on with us, everybody. While we we're almost, obviously the amount of people that responded and signed up and are playing was a little overwhelming, and that's a little bit of Pulp MX people, which we appreciate. So. Um, yeah, uh, we uh, we spent we spent extra money on server space. Yeah, for Glendale. Yeah, yeah, and throughout the year, we're we're, we're definitely uh, investing back into it to make sure it works. Okay, so two fifty picks for Oakland. I just looking at these right now. Uh, Justin Hill's a, a, an all star seven. If you believe he's turned it around, I'm still. We just finished saying take the all star with the biggest handicap, but I'm out on Hill. Like still, like because I just. <laughs> That was close last weekend, you know, so I might stay away from that. I might go uh, Oldenburg with a seven handicap and an all-star, although he tends to grenade it, but he might be the guy. Sexton, I said, I picked Sexton last week, and uh, so I can't do it this week, but I, I might take him. He's a safe all-star pick at a five. I think this will end up being a really good track for Sexton. Uh, he's good when the track gets beat and broke down, so – um, yeah, I think I agree with you. I, but Oldenburg is the is the glaring all star right now at a seven. He only needs to get top eight. He's done that every time except last weekend, I think. So yeah. um, good, good all star picks there. What about Hill, Stan? You can't pick Hill, but you. you, you I can't you? pick him, but um, man, he barely got it there last week for me. So I kind of am going your way, man. I, I really thought he would be better by now, and I thought last week was a more difficult track. And but he's just he's not starting near the front. And he's, I don't know, it's not not good enough. So that's that's tough. You know who is racing this weekend at a sixteen handicap? Not no McConaughey. <laughs> Jess Pettis. Let's hear it. Canadian hero. Oh, a Canadian. A Canadian hero. Jess Pettis, a sixteen handicap. Is that a girl? No, it is not a girl. Nope. What okay. can you tell us about him, Steve? I have uh, no idea. He's 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 a West Coast guy, which means they're good indoors, like beaten and Clat and these Fasciati and these dudes. They they grew up riding arena cross. They're always pretty good indoors. And obviously, Supercross in the USA is much different. But it's not like some Canadian outdoor guy showing up. You know what I mean? This is a kid who can ride Supercross and jump and everything else. So uh, keep an eye on him in practice. He could. He could. What's his, uh, uh, what's, his, what's his fitness like? What's his ability to start? Where well, does he no, need to qualify? Yeah, for good you to starter. Pick him? Good starter. Decent bike. Um, I don't know. Sixth, first Supercross ever, though. Probably not pickable. Stay away. I just talked myself. I talked myself in and out of him just like that. <laughs> if he qualifies in the top twenty-five, are you going for it? No, because it's his first Supercross ever, right? 
ever. Keep okay, an eye on Riddle. Nerves maybe to deal with. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, JT. You're speaking in Riddle. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Uh, McConaughey's a 16, JT, so he's right there for you. Yeah, he'll be right there at home. Uh, Justin Cooper, anybody know his status? I like him if he's back, but I think he'll be out a little while. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not sure on that. Okay, so let's go all-star first. Uh, I like Sexton out of five, although I can't pick him. So I will probably go Oldenburg all-star to seven. JT, who will you pick for all for all-star? I'm going to go Plessinger. Uh, he's a one, but I think on that kind of track, that's going to get beat up, broken down, and just the momentum he's got, uh, I think he's as good as bad as anyone else. You know, even if even if he had an off night and got, like, fourth, that's mm-hmm. still third-place points, so I don't think it's too terrible. I just don't see him doing much worse than that the way he's riding right now. Yeah, Paul? Um, I'm probably going to go Oldenburg or Sexton, maybe Savachi if he qualifies well. But, yeah, I think I, I always like to err on the side that gives me more more wiggle room, so I'm probably going to go Oldenburg. Keep an eye on John Carlos Ramos, everybody, too. Seven. He's a seven. Did that change from last week? What was he last week? He was a nine last week. Okay. Well, that's getting a little closer. Johnny Daldera was back, Jaldera, and uh, let us all down. I didn't pick him, but I know some people who did. Jumping Johnny. Jumping Johnny. Um, and Michael Lieb? We're still I, I, waiting on Michael Lieb, everybody? Yeah, I, I want to say he's he riding. Is he racing? Something. No, he's not, right? I don't know. He was, but then I don't know. So I, I heard he broke something at Anaheim 1, so uh, if it's a bone, we're going we're gonna to need four or six weeks. Okay. Mosman's a 16. Will he be better, Paul, do you think? Because we, we, that was our lead pipe uh, lock of the week. <laughs> Yeah, um, honestly, with him, I, I I would need him to qualify more towards the front. And, and a strategy I always use in 250 class, um, well, actually, it works in both classes now, is I look at the heat race lineups, and some of these guys are better practicers than racers. I think Moseman is a better racer than a practicer, but the problem is he doesn't get the great starts. If he's in the main event, I think he can get 15th and max out. But getting in the main event is going to be the toughest part because he's really good at the longer races as it gets rougher. But Mm -hmm. his sprint speed and ability to get in the main event is the scariest part. So you're risking not having a guy in the main. But if he's in there, I think he pays off huge. So, um, yeah, users, tread lightly or beware. Where has he got to be for you to pick him, Paul? He's got to be top 25. JT, what do you think? For Mosman, yeah, I mean, obviously, I picked him at 35th last week, but from what I saw from him, I didn't, I didn't like it. He, he really wasn't even going forward in the races he was in. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I would, I would probably just stay away. Uh, the guys I would look at, uh, this, this race isn't in the Northwest. I get that, but the dirt and the feeling is similar to the Northwest for these guys. So, guys like Howell, guys like Ryan Brees, um, the Northwest guys. This is a race that they typically do well at. JT, do you have any info on Ryan Surratt? No, he was injured um, in the offseason, and so he's a little bit behind the eight ball. But, um, you know, last last year he was a bubble guy, and this year his starts aren't great. He's always been pretty pretty bad in the whoops. Like, that's been a Achilles heel for him. And a track like Glendale, you really, if you were bad in the whoops, you just weren't going to make the race at all. Um, so a track like this where the whoops are going to be easier because they're going to be broken down is a race where maybe he gets in. So if you have been wanting to pick him, uh, I would say this is probably going to be your best bet. This or maybe uh, 
maybe A2 uh, was, was he, a good uh, one as well, which I think he qualified for. He needs to get a Cowie. He was better on a Cowie. Just get a Cowie back. Surratt, that's it. Um, he should play fantasy. Maybe he can win himself one. Yeah, exactly. Good job. Good job, Paul. Um, I think Amart almost came back last weekend. So I haven't heard. I've been. I have a text out to him to, for the show, and I haven't heard back yet. But he was close to last weekend. Got shut down. Now I would think he's in. He's at three, so thirteen or better. I love it. Right. I love. I, I love it, especially on this track. We keep talking about it breaking down. Yeah. If he's racing, I think he's on my team. Um, he has a propensity to, pr- to throw it away a lot in Supercross, but this is the place I think he got a podium yep. at this race before. Yeah, he got a podium so on a cycle. going to be good vibes in that. Yeah, on a cycle You know, the stadium's really janky, so from his past, his 11-10 mods past, I feel <laughs> like he feels at home in that stadium. So he's well, on my team. A lot he's of Super Bowls won there, Paul, for such a quote-unquote janky stadium. <laughs> a lot of Super Bowls. Um, so Mel Ross was the number one pick, got a shit ton of points for A2, and he was the worst pick last weekend. So he's a three. So if Mel Ross is at all like walking and breathing and qualifies, I'm in on Mel Ross out of three. Yeah, it's a good, that's a good point. And, and another guy who had a bad weekend, that's, his handicap's pretty generous now, is a guy that can get 12, 13, 14 range is, is Justin Heft. He's a nine. No, I don't know if he you scares guys have me. any info on him. But. I don't. I don't know what's going on. Last year, he was out of a pickup truck and getting top tens. That's what I mean. So yeah. you would, he's, he can do it, but, yeah, he hasn't done it yet. But the the key to fantasy is picking the weekend that these guys turn it around. So Whoa. what do you guys think about Nicoletti at a two? I don't know. Phil said he fell apart last weekend. I like him on this type of track, personally. I, I think it's yeah. uh, going to get beat up, and I think Phil chugs along the whole the whole time. Yeah. So. I think it's going to look ugly the entire time, but at the when the checkers fly, I think he could be a you know he could get eighth or so. What do you think, JT? Yeah, I think so. It's just the key for Phil is just staying off the ground. Um, you know, he I don't think it's a it's a ability factor or anything like that. It's just does he crash? Last week it was a little different, but if if he crashes, he you know he's going to be in the back. If he doesn't, he's going to be well. I think that's pretty much been his mo for his whole career. No, he crashed at Glendale. Oh, he did. Okay, yeah. yeah. It's just it's just one of those things where he crashes or he does good. Like yeah. there is not a whole there's not a whole lot of races where he just rides around. And it's like yeah, well, that wasn't, that wasn't great. Um, can we both can we both can we all agree that if Amart races, Amart and Mel Ross are are going to be on our teams? I agree with Amart. Okay. I'm out. I don't think I'm in on Mel Ross. No, no you're both. Yeah, you're, in on that. you're both out. Okay. All right. I mean, he's got one good finish, but other than that, it's been – I mean, not he's been good, but it hasn't been like, oh, my God, I, he's a must at a three. Right. Not for me, anyway. Okay. All right. Um, anything else, boys? Can't get any worse. No. I'm looking forward to Oakland. <laughs> We're, you're like Bill Belichick. We're moving to Oakland. We're moving on to Oakland. That is correct. That is correct. <laughs> We're moving on to Oakland. Um, yeah, JT. Oh, by the way, yeah, so at one point, everybody – I was 77th. I had a national number happening in the Public Mix Fantasy League, and I am currently 605. What happened? Oof. I was 77th after two weeks. I was looking you good. start the series strong, but uh, your fitness needs help. I'm I would kill to be 605. What are you, Paul? Do you know? Yeah, I'm 232. I was 77. I should have took a screenshot of that. 
I'm just looking at the global series rank on the site. No, yeah. I'm, not, I'm obviously not playing the championship league. But, no, no, yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 232. Uh, I'm 605. But we run our, yeah, we obviously run our industry idiots uh, $100 money league through this site. So, so what, um, I don't even know what I'm what I'm in in that. I should probably go look. Let's uh, let's look right here uh, for me too. Let's see. Uh, industry idiots. Dan is 24th. Paul is 29th. Some guy named SX88 is 32nd. I don't know who that is. Uh, uh, I am. I'm 61st. I was ninth. Oh boy, I got to pull you don't back. Get no money. You don't get no money down there in 61st. No. Congratulations to Calvin861. He's leading at 10:31 right now. He's got a. He's got a nice lead. He's got nine point lead over over the observer. He's he's having a good year so far. Yeah, I yeah. don't even notice. I don't even know any of these guys in the top 10 except for my buddy uh randy is ninth but everyone else i have no idea who they are oh rjv that's our that's rjv is rjv that's rjv yeah oh. rjv is ninth yeah oh, there we go good job rjv all right uh jt uh, three thousandth place three thousand eighteen <laughs> yeah yeah three thousand what happened yep. that's all i'm gonna that's all that's all i'm gonna say what happened my fault <laughs> my fault uh, all right, everybody. Uh, thanks for playing Pulpamex Fantasy. Thanks for uh, always send an email using the contact form on pulpamex.com. If you've got some fantasy questions, we can read the emails each week. If you have a great story of heartbreak or, or, or victory, please send them in. We'll read them on the air uh, and share the I'd stories. I'd love to hear those. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to hear more stories similar to JT. I think everyone <laughs> would enjoy it. Right. If you have, if you pick a guy who's not even racing, let us know, please. Yeah, please let us know. Um, That's great. Uh, and uh, thanks to com for coming on board. Thanks to Kawasaki as well. And uh, thanks to all of our guys, Michelin 100%, and uh, MTF, and NFAB, and Racetech, and Fly, and everybody else uh, on the site. Thanks to you people for playing. Uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks, guys. See you. Take care.